Welcome to the Hill Pursuit Podcast, where we talk about training and life. Enjoy the show. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hill Pursuit Podcast. Today is episode 35, and it is July 30. We're almost into August already. It's crazy. But uh, yeah, here we are with, um, we haven't done this in a while. We have a little bit of an early morning cast. So just before 5.30 a.m. on July 30, I'm Hayden. This is Mitch. Mitch, what's going on? Yeah, what's up, man? Yeah, it's uh, what we tried aligning on Monday and the stars just couldn't, stars just couldn't align. So I had to uh, make some time later in the week to get it fit in. But here we are getting it in but no all was good yeah it's uh i like the early morning cast feel it's just like it hasn't worked out the past couple times for whatever reason probably honestly probably just because i need to train super super early some days but today's really really light we'll get into that i guess in a little bit but anyway if you're if you're listening and following along thanks for uh thanks for listening in you can catch this this episode and all uh, 34 previous episodes on Spotify, Podbean, and Google Podcasts. If you head to our website, hillpursuit.com, you'll find access to all of those all those links. And then you can see our daily blog about fitness training, life, everything in between as well on that website. And of course, if you want to connect with us, send us an email, hillpursuit.gmail.com follow us on social, like our stuff, uh, at Hill Pursuit for both Facebook, Instagram, check that stuff out. And, um, yeah, we'd like to have a conversation with you. Um, today we have some cool, uh, I think some questions planned, um, not enough from listeners, but we have some questions and we'll go back and forth with ourselves a little bit today, which will be fun. And, um, yeah, I think that's that's really it. So, I mean, we can kind of just dive right in. I guess before we do, uh, what's going on with your training? Yeah, and that's kind of where uh, I think that's going to lead into our conversation today. But I'm uh, coming up on the back end of a uh, of a cycle here, and just going to talk about some progression and maybe some different ideas. But everything's going well. My running is definitely. Um, falling into place and I'm super happy about that um feeling good um and I squatted the other day and it's you know I was a little bit heavier of a squat and things felt heavy and that's okay it I got what I needed to and um you know and that's that's kind of the art of programming with a lighter percentage especially now with um with increasing my endurance work and you know there's always that thought in the back of your head that this kind of stinks that the weight that you could absolutely demolish a month ago now feels a little bit a little bit heavier on the back but but that's okay you know you can't be uh you can't be masters at everything so the running definitely has fallen in place the conditioning stepping up and I feel I feel like my relative strength's definitely getting better too uh, this week of training just was a little bit tougher in terms of didn't didn't always feel it. It was a little bit longer of a week, and it's okay. We got it in. We're just we're moving right along. So we'll uh, we'll come back to that in a little bit. But how about you? Yeah. Well, first, I mean, you make a good point. Can't be a master at everything, and um, 
I think, you know, it, it can be really humbling when you, when you have like a different block or cycle come up and you're emphasizing one thing over another, then you come back to, you know, in, in your example, you come back to your back squat or something that you've done in the past, or, you know, when you were getting back into running, you, you come back to the run or whatever. Yeah. And it's just not what you want it to be. It's not where you remember it being mm -hmm. where it could be, or, you know, any of those expectations that you have or numbers you once hit, but at the same time, it's like, you're exactly right. You can't master everything. You can be pretty good at everything, but if you're, if you're heavy into a deadlift or a back squat block, you're going to, you're going to see some good numbers with a deadlift and back squat. But if you leave it for six to nine months, because like you said right now, and I know it hasn't been six to nine months, but if you leave yeah. it, it has for me though. <laughs> if you yeah, leave, yeah. if you leave it for a long time, you can't expect to to hit those numbers, you know. And mm -hmm. um, it's it's kind of like you know put putting your pride aside to um, to work towards a goal that you have. Whether it's you know if you want to improve your running to an extent, then you know you're probably going to lose some lose some. Um, some of those numbers so some of those higher numbers in terms of strength and power and you know that's expected so i think that's that's actually pretty tough to wrap your your brain around i mean <laughs> i would say for me too and you know i i think about my off season coming up here in geez like two months now a little less than two months and i'm gonna be back into you know, working back up to some strength and power stuff, a little bit more focused than I am obviously right mm -hmm. now. And frankly, for these next six weeks, I'm probably just going to be touching weight just, just for fun and not really anything structured just to really focus in on the volume that's getting to be um, pretty big for, for my training. But um yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty humbling when you experience that and you haven't, you know, you haven't come close to even a percentage of a, of a max or something in, in quite a while. And, um, you know, in the big picture, it just, in the big picture, I mean, if, if you have a different goal for a short term or a long term or whatever, who cares? I right. mean, who, who really cares? I mean, I know you have goals of, of your, you know, your own deadlift, your own back squat. And we all do. And I used to have some of those goals. I guess I don't really at the moment, but, um, you just, you, you shift your own training around those goals. And if that means you, you, you drop a little performance here in order to gain a little performance that relates more specifically to your goal, then that that's an improvement, you know? And yeah. it's hard to really talk about it without having teeth in it, I guess. And it's just like, you know, I, I can really only talk about it as it relates to me specifically because I, I don't really have a whole lot of experience coaching and this would be a super, super uh, like a younger population, but I don't really have a whole lot of experience coaching like multi-sport athletes who have those fluctuations over the course of a year, like someone who's, you know, a softball player or field hockey or, you know, 
football and baseball. You know, you know what I mean? Like we yeah. I don't really have that experience. That's probably more middle school, high school. Um, you know, I guess you have a little bit of college as well, but I don't have a whole lot of that experience um, aside from just my own goals shifting throughout the year. And um, it's definitely humbling. I'll say that because that happens to me all the time where get back in the weight room after, you know, six to eight weeks of really just doing hypertrophy endurance, just kind of feeling some weights and playing around. And then all of a sudden you want to have a good strength session and it is nowhere near where yeah. you want it to be. But um, no, I think that's, I think it sounds easy when you hear someone say that, Hey, you can't be good at everything at once. It sounds super simple. And I think it makes sense to a lot of people. It's just like, I think you said, um, swallowing the ego and accepting the fact. I think that's the biggest thing. I think it's, like I said, it's, it sounds super, it makes sense. It's common sense to me that it does make it, uh, it, that aligns to me. It's just, are you willing to, it's how bad you want that goal. Are you willing to put some other stuff aside and let it fall down a little bit? And that, with that being said, that's why we don't neglect anything in training. You know, I'm not fully neglecting my strength. That's not why, that's why you still find yourself in the weight room. So when it is, I just had a conversation with this, uh, with someone about this the other day, because I was literally talking about how I was under the ball the other day squatting. And, you know, the, my last set felt a little heavy. Like I said, I got my numbers and they were like, yeah, but you've built such a solid foundation that when it's time to come back, it'll be like two cycles and you should be almost right back to where you were. And I agree. You know, it's, it's those that what you put in before you even went into that, all those years of, you know, kind of putting money in the bank and uh, you, you draw some out, but you can put it back in a lot quicker. Yeah. And at the same, <laughs> at the same time, um, at the same time, even if you're, you know, even if it will take you two cycles to, um, get back, you know, quote unquote, get back to, um, whatever that number is, you have to think about the sacrifice you're making. And even if it's 10 to 20 pounds or a little bit more, the sacrifice you're making in percentage points of your squat or your deadlift that you're losing it, you know, in place of the percentage that you're improving somewhere else. And then it's, exactly. like, it's, it's like a, it's like a, um, a give and take, like what, what are you going to give up to improve a little bit somewhere else? And, mm -hmm. you know, if you're giving up those percentage points in the back squat and your run is going nowhere, then you, you need to, then it's more of not like it's a huge issue, but then it's more of, um, a problem in programming most likely mm -hmm. that you're not or effort yeah or effort that you're not mm -hmm. really emphasizing um the you know the uh, the energy system work or the you're not emphasizing your strength or your run efficiently enough to um to really make an improvement while losing performance somewhere to make it to make it worth it you know what i mean so absolutely um, you can absolutely drop some performance somewhere if you're gaining performance elsewhere. And then like you said, never neglecting anything at the same time so that when you do come back to it, you're just more fit overall, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, 
And then you have scenarios like kind of like one I'm experiencing right now, as of two days ago, if you all have been listening and reading the blog, where you can't do things not by choice, but because you have a small injury and then, you know, you still have to put time into things that you can do, hopefully continue to build, continue to build that, um, that base um, and that performance and then come back to it, come back to whatever you're not able to do, come back to that and then hope, hope that you didn't lose too much. And um, you know, for me, I tweaked my back. I re-aggravated an old injury that I've had. I'm trying to think the last time I injured my, or not, not the last time, the first time I injured my lower back, I think it might've been 10 years ago, honestly. Um, somewhere around there, maybe eight to 10 years ago. But I remember the exact moment that it happened. It was, um, <laughs> I was, I was young and dumb trying to find a 10 rep max on a deadlift and I just didn't warm up fast and I didn't warm up efficiently enough. And I moved into the, the 10 rep, um, like progression way too fast, tweaked my back and then did a couple more reps after I felt it. And, um, I, at that point I was, I was hurt bad enough that I couldn't, uh, tie my own shoes. So, um, it's definitely not that bad, but it's the same exact injury. I've re-aggravated it. This is the fourth time. And um, I knew exactly the moment I did it. And the, of course, the when you re-aggravate something like like your lower back, it, it's at least for me, it's, it's like never been in exercise. It's always just like doing something random, whether I'm outside, like working in the yard or um, in this case, I was playing with my girls and just the moment it happened, I just tweaked it and I knew that I did it. So um, it's not nearly as bad as that example that I referenced from eight to 10 years ago, but um, I did try to go for a run that same day um, just to see what I had. And I, I literally made it um, not even a quarter mile, not even a quarter mile. And I turned around and walked home um, I got on the bike because that's the only time that I had and my, I'm fine on the bike. Um, most of the issues I have with my lower back are hyperextending or twisting. Mm -hmm. So the bike's fine. I'm going to try to swim this morning. There's some rotation, obviously you're rotating when you're swimming, but now that it's been two days and the pool is, is such low impact, I'm hoping that I feel good in the water. Mm -hmm. so I'm going to go give that a shot, uh, when we wrap this up, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I really hope that I'm able to still swim because I am able to still bike, which is great. And the crappy part, um, about the, I mean, it's good. I can bike, don't get me wrong, but the crappy part about that is I have some very long bike rides coming up and, I, I don't trust myself enough um, to go out on the road just in case there's like, I have to maneuver around something or there's potholes I see at the last second. And then I have to make a quick movement. You know what I mean? Like normal bike handling stuff. But if I do it too quickly, I could re-aggravate it being, you know, 30 miles away from my house. And then um, kind of be screwed mm -hmm. in terms of getting home. So 
I am going to stay inside until my back feels completely good. So that, you know, I'm guessing that's another week and a half at this point um, until I'm comfortable to get outside. So it does feel better today. Um, it's still there. It's not going to go away. Like I said, I've felt this before. I know it's going to be here for a little while, but um, I was telling you before we started recording that I did have a, like a minor <clears throat> freak out moment when it happened because now I'm, you know, what's today, Friday. I'm as of tomorrow, I'm six weeks away from the race and you know, currently not able to run and I have a marathon <laughs> at the end of this whole thing. So, um, I had a minor panic moment where I was, you know, I, I don't even know. I, I have to figure this out. I have to figure out exactly like when I started training for this. It's probably, I, I thought that my half Ironman was going to be in 2020. So I know I've been training for probably five months leading into that took some time kind of off afterwards. So it's probably been like 10 months ish that I've been training focused on this full Ironman, but having like the base fitness for a half iron. So, <clears throat> you know, it's a lot of time that you put in with super high volume, um, trying to get as efficient as you can. And then all of a sudden you tweak your back playing with playing with my daughters. And like I said, I was, I was really upset for a hot second. And, um, thankfully I'm, I'm just being smart and, um, doing what I can and trying to keep my feet up as much as I can for these next couple of days. Of course, when I'm not cycling, I'll try to keep my feet up and just kind of relax and, um, it is getting better. So, um, I'm glad I can still cycle because I have, um, I have to keep practicing my nutrition on the mm -hmm. bike because that was yeah. something that, um, I can say in humility, I completely screwed my nutrition up on the half iron man. Um, I didn't know what I didn't know. I'll be honest. I thought I had some, I thought I had great nutrition, um, a great nutrition plan. And it wasn't that great. I wasn't getting nearly enough carbohydrate on the bike to um, to feel comfortable off the run. It's possible that some of my dehydration led to some the cramping that I was experiencing as well. Maybe not drinking enough. And um, I have a new I have a new plan. I I tried it once so far. Here's the thing: you can only try it when you have long bikes. You can't do that every day. You know. I'm not going to practice my nutrition on a 90 minute bike ride because I don't need much for 90 minutes. You need stuff when you're out for hours and hours. So yeah. I've only practiced this nutrition once, um, the plan with how I'm ingesting everything and what I'm taking in, how many carbs I'm taking in per hour. And it worked well, it felt good. So, um, that was for a three and a half hour ride this, this weekend, I have a four hour ride and I'm, you know, I'm going to use that time to practice my nutrition again and, um, you know, hope that it works. So it worked once, uh, but it's not something you just try only one time. So every weekend I'm going to be practicing that and I'm not going to be, um, 
not going to neglect that session. That's a very important session for these last six weeks. So, and that reminds me, we need to get your aunt on at some point so we can talk about anything she's doing. I'd love to hear how she, how her training's been going and what she's excited about, nervous about, looking forward to questioning, you know, same stuff with me and we can kind of just have a little conversation, but yeah, well, I'll hit her up. She was just on vacation this week, so I didn't bug her, but uh, yeah, and dude, you know, it's cool. Like we're just, this is a, we're literally two guys that brought up, I think two huge scenarios in a matter of 20 minutes that one that anyone that train or competes in sport is probably going to experience or have like a mental or physical battle with. And like I said, you can't be the master at everything. I think anyone that goes through a site, a life of training will have to face that battle and accept it. If they want to, um, if they want to, if you want to actually be successful, successful at something, you kind of, you have to, you have to let that sink in and let it be okay. You know, one goal has to be put at the top and you have to chase that with reckless abandon, I think. Um, and then two, you're injured right now. And there's a lot to be said when someone's injured. I think you really learn about, learn a lot about yourself and you really learn how to focus on what's important. You know, you kind of, you cut the slack, you cut the fat. And we, we kind of chatted the other day when it happened and we kind of just came up with, and well, we didn't come up with it. You already know this, you know, you're doing what you can. You know, you, you know, you're not, you're not out there. You tried to run. It didn't work. You weren't dumb and just hobbled your way through to be stubborn and say, I want to do it no matter what, you know? Yeah. I think there's a time and place for that. Obviously life or death situations, but you know, you're training and um, you're doing, you're on the bike. You can bike right now. You're not going out on the road. So if you find yourself injured, obviously do what you can and focus on healing what what's what's banged up if you're hurt or injured there's a difference yeah and, um, go ahead go ahead no no um it's just i think it's cool i was just i was looking in the matter of like 20 minutes we hit like two major points that i think in training in the training world is is an everyday occurrence yeah absolutely um mm -hmm. what was i just gonna say i was gonna say you know, especially this close to, <laughs> we're, we're kind of off the topic we wanted. That's okay. That's okay, man. This is good. Um, it, as close as I am in, in this example, as close as I am to this race, I know that even if I can't run for like two weeks, let's, let's say three weeks, it's not going to be mm -hmm. three weeks because I know how I'm feeling right now, but let's say it were three weeks it's not the end of the world. Like mm -hmm. I'm six weeks away. I'm not going to gain an incredible amount of fitness compared to what I've gained over the last 10 months in the last four weeks before my taper. You know what I mean? So right now, what, what I would be gaining from going out on a massively long run, which honestly the two runs that I'm, that I'm anticipating I'll miss, like the long runs, I mean, really aren't much longer than what I've done already anyways. So um, what I would be gaining is more of a mental edge than a physical improvement. 
you know? So what, when I look at me not being able to run for a few days, maybe a week or a week and a half is I have to refocus my energy onto what I can do. Like you just said. And what that then turns into is in my opinion, what it could turn into, we'll see how it goes in my opinion is more of a mental victory because I'm dealing with an inability to perform one of the three disciplines that I've been Mm -hmm. training and that, you know, I have to deal with that compartmentalize that, get that out of my way and keep doing what I can do. Mm -hmm. I can, maybe I'll do a good job at it. I anticipate I'll do okay with it. But if, you know, if that, if, if you're in that scenario and you let that completely break you mentally, you could end up screwing up your bike, screwing up your swim, not being able to run. And then where are you? You know? So um, I think the point you just made is look, this is, this is part of the process. You have to do what you can, when you can, when this type of situation comes up and, you know, that's what I plan to do. Nobody does this perfectly. Like when you're dealing with an injury, it's not like you can just say to yourself, I'm going to be mentally strong and poof, everything goes perfectly. That's not what we're saying. We're saying, look, there's, there's always going to be choices. And if you like walking across hot coals, man, it's like, Oh, that one's a little, that's a little too hot. I got to step somewhere else. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have something you can do. You have to, um, you have to calibrate it as efficiently as you can and do what you can mm-hmm. now, like I said that's <laughs> it's not necessarily just a mindset thing everybody can sit here and say that like I'm sitting here and saying that but if I don't actually go do it then um then it's not the victory that we're that we're alluding to it just kind of um you you, you get out of it what you put into it so I'm hoping to put in some good sessions on the bike. I've had two good sessions on the bike since um, getting into the pool today. We'll see how that goes. Hopefully that's good as well. But um, I did have one other thing, just a little side note, and then we can maybe dive into one or two questions in our last like 10 minutes here. But um, when you said can't be a master at everything earlier, it just reminded me quick. I don't, I don't, I know you probably don't even know this, but um, this is probably a topic for a whole podcast if we, if we do someday, but um, the CrossFit games are underway right now. And I've been, and, and the, the reason I thought of that is you can't be a master at everything kind of speaks to what I would say those athletes, um, how they kind of train, I guess, Mm -hmm. is they can't really train just one energy system. They can't really train just strength movements, you know, or just endurance. They can't really be a master at everything. They have to essentially train everything maybe be willing to drop some performance somewhere so they can still be good at, you know, everything else or some stuff, some other stuff that they want to be good at. Um, But anyway, I was just thinking, it got me thinking that, um, you know, the person who wins the, the three mile 
Um, I think they had like a three mile kayak the other day or something like that person probably shouldn't win like a hundred meter dash. Right. Or, you know, cause those are completely different demands, but maybe they will. Right. So I guess if they're great at everything, then, then they will. But um, anyway, just got me thinking that's on right now. And it also got me thinking because I, I still have a level one certificate and I'm not sure what to do with it. It expires in within a year it expires. It's, it's, it holds up for five years. It expires in a year. I'm not sure exactly what to do with it. Um, I don't know if you know, but the, the brand of, of CrossFit has changed greatly. And there were a lot of, there were a lot of changes in like the leadership of the company and I'm not a hundred percent sure I'm going to keep it. I haven't used it in, I haven't used it since I moved, honestly. So um, I haven't really been coaching um, at those types of places since I got a new house and then a little bit before then. So I'm not a hundred percent sure I would use it if I kept it. It costs a lot of money to keep it. Um, I don't really need it, but um, Mm. it used to be something I was super passionate about and it's just kind of gone by the wayside a little bit. you know, a little bit in terms of my personal interests and then some of, you know, um, the, these big companies start, start having a political, political position and platform. And it's not always something that everybody agrees with. So I'm not hundred percent sure I'll keep it. But, um, anyway, I still really like watching the games and the athletes. It's just like, why, oh, yeah. like sitting down and just watching very very fit people do do fun stuff so yeah yeah, it's kind of cool to to check it out sometime sometimes and that's going on right now and i think the that whole mantra of not being a master at everything um that's essentially what well i guess it's probably the opposite they try to master everything but you can't really be a master at everything when you're training everything that's the whole that's the whole thing about Mm -hmm you're good at everything. You might not be the best. You might be the best at one thing. You, you likely can't be the best at everything because you're training everything. But anyway, that's cool. That's going on right now. What um, do we want to dive into any, anything right now? Yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of like, a, you know, let's, let's chunk one. Um, it's honestly, it's pretty much all wrapped up in one. So I'm closing out this cycle. You know, I've been doing a lot of a lot of interval, little a lot of interval work. So, like one of my days is, I finish I finish my lower body day with four three hundred meter shuttles broken down into uh, fifty meters. So it's like an overall of I'll go twenty five up, twenty five back six times, and then my rest has been between two minutes and ten seconds to two thirty, and um, obviously increasing every week. And then my other interval day is. Uh, what do I have? It's a mile and a half broken down into 800 meters, you know, so just put the work in. Um, so like I said, I, I feel like those are definitely paying off and closing out these last four weeks here. So the question to you is your thoughts, obviously their interval works for a reason, you know, I'm not there to be doing distance. Um, what's your thought on, do I increase my distance on the interval works? keep the sets or keep the same distance and just add more sets on top of what I have. 
All right, so let me let me just I'm trying to take notes. I don't think I got it all. You're yeah. doing is it 300 total meters in 50 meter intervals? Yeah, four no. rounds. Four, okay. Well, that's 200. No, so it's 25 up, 25 back. Four rounds? Well, I, I do six trips. So, so you it's do about 300 there. four times. Correct, yeah. Right, so almost a mile, like, okay. Got you. Yeah, overall work, yeah. Uh, okay, 1,200 total, as opposed to your mile and a half, which is your 800-meter intervals, right? Yeah. Okay. And that's – and how many how many days per week are you doing that? So I'm doing the 300-meter one day a week. I'm doing the 800-meter one day a week. And, and that's I have, four weeks. Yeah, I've been doing that for – yeah, I'll be coming up on four weeks next week, yeah. Next week's probably a lighter week. I'll probably just do cut it in half. Um, instinctively, just based on the time that you've been doing it, I would just say leave it. Because mm -hmm. um, it's only been a short amount of time. Now, it's tough because, like, if you're working within a, a program that only has small cycles, mm -hmm. then, you know, you're changing stuff every three to four weeks, maybe four to six, whatever. Um, but being that running is the emphasis and you're still getting back to it, I would probably leave it mm -hmm. and maybe just maybe manipulate your rest intervals a little bit if you wanted to, if you wanted to yeah. change, the, change the intensity of it. Um, so your question was, do you make it longer? Right. Would you make it, do you make the total distance longer and keep the rest intervals or do you, keep the total distance the same, modify the intervals, or do you keep the total t distance the same and modify the rest intervals? Is that, those are the three options? Well, the total, the total number of sets, you know, um, do I complete another, so I've been doing four 300 meter intervals at one, like I, I, um, I'll t my rest has been going down. So like the first time I did it, it was four rounds of 300 meters with two minutes and 30 seconds rest. Um, the next week it was 220 between and the last week, this last time I did, it was 210. Okay. Um, so like my thought was like, do I throw another round in there, you know, just to get a little bit more work in? Yeah. So, so that would be increasing your total distance then. Gotcha. Exactly. Okay. Um, well, I would say to a point you can't keep dropping the rest interval <laughs> exactly because then you're you're kind of getting out of what, what the purpose is yeah so if you're at that point then absolutely yeah you you would add in another interval or yeah or two so if you you were 230 to 220 to 210 right i don't i might have did i hear that yeah. right okay yeah then i would probably just like go back to 230 and maybe add two intervals yeah that's kind of where my mind was at you know just yeah Go back mm -hmm. there, add two intervals. Um, for the 800s, that's a little tougher. I like the 800s. Um, I don't think I'm going to jack. I don't think I'm going to mess with my rest interval on that. I've been like about three minutes, you know, because I try to smoke those. You know, I try to just, I, I try to put everything I have into those 800 meters. Um, I mean, three minutes is perfect. And you could go technically a little longer if you're jogging or walking, but. 
Yeah, no, I'm trying to go all out on those um, for a reason. Um, and uh, so I think like the 300, by the time I'm on my, my third the three minute rest is, it just gives me enough to pretty much put out everything I have on, on, each, on each set. Um, so I thought about maybe adding one more just to get, I'll be up at two miles then. Yeah. Or you could, um, <clears throat> or you could add, um, so you could remove, well, you don't need to remove, I guess you could though, you could remove one of the 800s and put in like three, 400s. So mm -hmm. you're getting a little bit more volume, mm -hmm. drop, drop your rest interval a little bit for the 400s. Um, that way you're getting more volume, you're keeping your 800 meter intervals, and then you're you're kind of working in between your your 50 meter and your 800 at the same time. But your 400 is probably gonna translate more to, or just make it a 600 if you really don't wanna come down to something that as short as a 400. But mm -hmm. um, I like that too. You don't need, it doesn't have to be the same exact interval with, within the workout. Um, you know, you could do, uh, you could do two 400s on shorter rest, two 800s, and then, you know, two 600s or something like that. So you're adding about another thousand meters to 1200 meters into the, into the workout. Um, cause that one is clearly more, more volume than your 50 meter intervals anyway. And you don't need to be down around your, you don't need to combine like 50 to a hundred meters into an 800 meter workout because mm -hmm. the goal isn't that super quick burst of speed. Mm -hmm. So stay consistent with, I know you would, but stay, you'd stay consistent with what the goal of that session is or the purpose of it. But if you're looking to manipulate a little bit, I would drop one of the 800s and then, um, throw in some four or six hundreds that call that fall kind of right in line, not perfectly, but, um, within under, under the umbrella of the, the purpose of that session being the recovery of an all out bout. That's lo that's longer than, you know, your 50 meter, 10 second, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. So, um, not 10 seconds, you know what I mean? Um, that's what I would, personally do I'd probably work into the 800 by doing a shorter distance first with lesser rest do one or two of your 800s or three of them and then put a shorter distance on the end as well and you don't have to go crazy with that you do two 400s and a 400 on the end mm -hmm. something like yeah. that mm -hmm. if you do two four if you drop one 800 interval you do two 400s with short rest two 800s and then a 400 that's only adding 400 meters of volume and if you wanted to add 800 meters then you could go um two 400s two 800s 200 600 something like that then you're looking at different types of recovery within that session yeah so i literally just wrote something that i wrote 400 meter one minute 30 rest 400 meter one minute 30 rest 800 meter 
three minute rest, 800 meter, three minute rest, 400 meter. Yeah. Mm. Or in place, I like this too, in place of the 400, <clears throat> at the end, you could do 200 meter on one minute rest and then finish with a 600 meter. If you're saying 400 meter, 400 meter, 800 meter, 800 meter, 200. 600, 200. And then 600. And that, what that, what that outline does is it adds 800 meters instead of 400 meters. Your first example adds 400 meters. So you're looking at two different types of volume progressions. You have a 400 meter extra in your first example or a 800 meter extra in your second example. Total volume. Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. And I like the 600 because um, you can work harder than the 800, but you don't know exactly how much harder. Mm -hmm. So you'll have to cycle through how to, how to work in that 600 meter interval. You'll have to cycle that through for a couple of weeks before you get comfortable with it. Yeah. That's kind of actually where I'm falling into place a little bit in the, uh, so I'm guessing you have time, you have time for that. Like it's only an extra 800 meters. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But it sounds yeah. like your rest intervals are spot on. Um, honestly, if you're working hard enough on the 400, you could probably just make that a two minute rest if you wanted to. But if you really want, if you really wanted to, you know, force yourself to try to recover as quickly as you can, or learn to recover faster than, yeah, I mean, you drop it to 130, but you just don't want to, you don't want to drop it to 130 and then waste, you know, waste your effort on an interval that you're not recovered for. Yeah. I think I like to, for those, for the intervals, like, I mean, the 300, that's kind of like the, that's when that kind of sucks, you know, that's, that burns. And for a reason I, I try, you're not going to be able to put it all out on a 300 meter shuttle. You know, I do, but I obviously, it's funny, I did the other day in like the third one, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> excuse me, I could definitely tell you're tapping, it's, it, do, do one one day, or if you're listening, try one, it's funny, and pay attention to the beat, the first, like, what would it be, first 300 meters, you can feel, I'm not, not to get nerdy here, but you can kind of feel your energy systems changing, like those first 300 meters, like, I'm, like, my steps are strong, powerful last four meters i'm just it turned it's something different i'm i'm more i'm not relying on my my leg strength to kind of pound through i'm sucking wind and getting into a steady rhythm at that point it's just cool to see the change and then and that's why that's why i like the 300 meters i can't it's, it's more of a gut check and then the, the four and eight the 800 meters i've been doing it's it's just get the work in as fast as i can Give i know i'm going to have three minute rest i know that's going to be ample time to, to be able to go back for that other 800 meters and put it all, put it all out again. Um, so I think I might, I think what I might do is um, start with that, the adding 400 meters, you know, I always, I'm a huge, you know, progress, progress slow. And then um, maybe I'll do that for three weeks and then come back and then finish up because my big event is at the end of September and maybe I will, um, finish up with the uh the 800 meters so or maybe i'll flop it maybe i will add the 800 meters in now and then 
you know, taper with the with the at the what we just came up with where it's the we were adding the 400 meter total. So and what's beautiful about it is, you know, it's intervals. It doesn't have it doesn't have to be perfect. It's not like you're gonna add four miles to no, exactly. either of these. So you're only gonna add up to a half mile and which you're you already know you're capable of doing. It's just how you're dividing it. Um, so it really doesn't matter because you just want to keep the stimulus different. Exactly. You don't want this. That's why you, that's why you change a program, right? You, 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 even if you dropped, if you dropped that 800 session, if you dropped it by 200 to 400 meters, but you still got one or two 800s in, um, it'd be fine mm -hmm. because you just need this, the stimulus to change. Your effort is not to change. So exactly. Um, the stimulus just can't be the same. So you don't, you, so you don't like plateau and just reach a point of staleness. That, um, but yeah, that's, that sounds really cool. And, and, you know, I'm not doing that stuff right now, but I, I do like that stuff. And I'll say to anyone listening, definitely <laughs> if that sounds silly or too easy or not a whole lot of volume, go do it because that those are some hard intervals for sure. Um, Go do the 300 meter and someone that thinks that 300, oh, you're only running 300 meters and 25 meter, uh, meter yeah. bouts. Go do it. I guarantee your lungs are going to gonna pop out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's some hard intervals for sure. So that's pretty mm -hmm. that you're doing that. But anyway, we're, uh, let's get out of here. That's our time for sure. So, um, this was a cool episode, a little bit of everything today. Um, <clears throat> um, that was episode 35. So, um, thanks for, thanks for listening. If you've been following along, just a reminder, check us out on social at Hill Pursuit, Facebook, Instagram. If you want to start a conversation or connect, send us an email, hillpursuit at gmail.com. And then check this episode out along with our previous 34 on Spotify, Podbean, or Google podcasts. Um, to, today's July 30. We, we will see you guys next week. And, um, I'm looking forward to getting uh, Mitch, getting your aunt on so we can have a little conversation about training and stuff. And uh, we'll check back in with those intervals as well. You got anything else? No, man. Have a good day. All right.